Calvin and Mary Beth Preston and their family have been at the church for nearly uh, 10 years or so. I've been, this is the joy of a, of a pastor is to see a progression of saints as they come into the Lord and serve God and how they begin to grow in such a magnificent way. And I have seen a, such a progression and a maturing of this mighty man and mighty woman of God. That God has placed them in this house among us and they do so many things that you don't even know about. And God's, they, they have such a ministry talking to couples, caring for couples. Calvin's getting a heart toward men, or the men of the church. And I try and tell Calvin all the time, Calvin, you've got a greater influence in the church than what you realize. There are a lot of men who appreciate your heart and your servanthood. See, the great people in God's kingdom isn't the ones necessarily that get all the accolades and the applause and draws the crowd and you know the great people of God are the ones that do things and they don't need any type of they rarely get any type of appreciation this is what the kingdom of God is based upon is servanthood not sensationalism not stardom but by people who love the Lord and this house, this church is filled with legends. All of you, as I declared last Sunday, you're, you're serving Jesus Christ. You are a legend. You're a legend. The Lord has raised you up. You have Jesus in your life. He's raising you up as a legend. And for you to take others and raise them as legends. So I'll, without any further ado or, do, or introduction, I truly appreciate Calvin and Mary Beth Preston. And what they mean to us and the church. And I believe God's given them a word that's going to continue on with this important message of raising legends. So will you welcome them right now as they come? Good morning. Um, the first thing I want to do is really thank Pastor. Um, Pastor really saw in us and supported us and drew us to stretch in a way that uh, maybe we weren't ready for in our minds, but he could clearly see that we were. So um, he has given us this opportunity to come before you this morning, so we really want to thank him for believing in us when we didn't believe in ourselves. Um, our passion is really marriage and whenever you start talking about raising legends you know you have to have a good foundation to start from so that's what we're going to be talking about this morning um, we're going to be talking about our testimony and uh, where God has brought us from and hopefully where we're headed um, I'll start um, I was not raised in a Christian household I was not raised a Christian um, I went to church. My dad made sure that if I wanted to go, he'd get up and take me. Um, my mom was kind of in and out in that type of scenario. Um, uh, but my dad was, he would at least uh, point me in the right direction if I wanted to go that way. Um, until about five years before he passed away, I would have told you my dad was an atheist uh, because that's how I was raised. Um, we didn't talk about God at my house. 
Um, so I didn't really have any type of support system for the church that I was attending. Um, so um, my mom, my mom was off again, on again, um, in that type of scenario. So um, I didn't have, I didn't, I, whenever I come to our marriage, I brought a lot of baggage with me, and not of it, not any of it was very pretty. So, um, Calvin, um, his family, um, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> um, his family was very Christian. They, um, they believed in God. Um, his dad read the Bible. He was very knowledgeable in that. Um, uh, for the most part, I'll say that um, th they were raised in a Christian household um, with, a, a, I'll say, a lot of truth, maybe not as much love, if that makes any sense. So um, do you want to add anything? Good. Okay. <laughs> um, our path, we got married young. We got married when we were 20. We'd been dating for six years by that time. We were high school sweethearts. And uh, Calvin got stuck with me, poor guy. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, we got married, and um, we really we didn't have any guidance, you know. We, we didn't have any premarital counseling, you know, which is if you're not married, I highly recommend that. There's a lot of things you can learn from that, but uh, we didn't have that. Um, we didn't have much support in that manner, so we come with um, problems. problems, lots of problems, uh, lots of uh, misunderstandings and that type of thing. Um, you can only do what you know. If you haven't ever been taught any different, you can't do it because you don't know how to do it. Um, so um, we are calling today Legendary Moments, um, and the reason we decided on that was because there are some defining factors. There are some legendary moments that we encountered, some knowledge that was provided to us, um, and that really changed our marriage life. So um, our path, uh, let's start with that. Our, our path, we... Do you know how you drive somewhere and you don't know where you've been until you're done through it or past it? You know, maybe it's a, a bad neighborhood that you're driving through and you, you don't even know you're there until you're there. You, you, you know, the block before you didn't realize that you were almost there. So for us, um, we never got to the point where, where divorce was an option. We never talked about it. But after we started learning these things and after these defining moments that we had, we realized how close we were without even knowing we were that close. You know, we didn't even know we were headed that direction, but we were. And so um, with, with some of these defining moments, it changed us, um, which hopefully will change that for our children. Okay. Um, the first thing, the first defining moment or legendary moment was when we heard this statement, a uh, hundred percent chance of success for your marriage if God's in it, and that was really important. We were like, "Wow, a hundred percent, a hundred percent." Do you know the statistics? It's not very good. Let me tell you. So, a hundred percent is that true? You know. So, as we dug into that, then um, uh, we started with Genesis four twelve in the New Living Translation. If you could put that up there, that would be great. Um, so this is what it says. It says, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother 
and is joined to his wife, and they and the two are united into one. So with that, God has given us the tools through the Bible to be able to to really do this, to be able to join together as one. Uh, whenever we first got married, if you would have put us in the Galpless City Park and said, we would like for you to go to the other side of this, um, we would have went two different directions. <laughs> How would we got to the other side? I don't know. One of us may have went through the gazebo, the other one the outside, I don't know, you know. But whenever we started uniting um, together, so some of the things that we did is we, we prioritized. We made God first. Um, so we started really delving into the word of God and seeing, you know, what, what it said about marriage. Um, Ephesians 5, the whole chapter is awesome for marriage. Um, so a, a prioritizing was probably the first thing that we actually did. Um, so God, spouse, then children. That was very hard for me uh, as a mother. That was very difficult. Um, and then we uh, really apply the scripture to our everyday life. Um, the second thing that we did, or the second legendary moment that we experienced was this bit of knowledge. And I thought Pastor was going to steal my thunder. <laughs> I was really worried, but he didn't. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, is you'll not be the same in a year from now as you are today. You'll not be the same. You'll either be better or you'll be worse. And the action that you do makes the difference. And I was like, oh my goodness. So for me personally, that was a really, really big defining moment. Um, because I was like, oh my goodness, that is so true. And it was like a big light bulb went off. So, um, so one thing that we started doing, uh, especially there in that, in that time frame was we started praying together. Um, this is hard, y'all. Praying with somebody is hard because you have to lay your heart on the line. You have to open yourself up for all of these things that are maybe that you're struggling with. So your struggles are evident. And um, it's hard to be transparent with somebody, even if it's somebody you've been married to for 10 years. You know, I'm really going to open my heart up, and they're going to see all the ugly stuff. I'm ugly underneath. Do I want to share that? No, I want to hide it, you know. So um, so we started praying together, um, and it really helped. It helped us in this manner also is when he prays for me, then it lets me know that my issues are his issues. You know that this this is team this is us as a team you know whenever we first got married we were not a team we did not work well together i thought he was out to get me <laughs> really i did you know that's not how marriage is you know so by praying together it's the truth it really is you know uh, in, in the world that we live in there's so many um there's so many different things that tell you to be independent self-sufficient you know, we don't work well as a team because we're not trained that way. We're, we're trained that it's all about me. And, and marriage is, is really the complete opposite of that. It's all about us um, and that type of thing. So, um, so if you don't care to go to Ecclesiastes 4 and 12, 
A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a, three, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Uh, for us, our three is God and each other. So here we have the three, you know. Um, without God, we're, we can't do it without God. We, we just, it's not going to be possible for us to do anything without God. Um, and we have to have each other's back. Um, in everything, in life, in our job, in our household, with our children, because uh, they can get in there and know if you're not. You've got kids, you know what I'm talking about. That's what they do. <laughs> um, I don't think I could talk about marriage at all if I didn't talk about a little bit of heated fellowship. <laughs> you know... Uh, just because we look like we might have it all together really doesn't mean that we agree 100% of the time. So, um, so yes, we do get into some heated fellowship every now and then. Um, <laughs> you want to be right or happy? <laughs> do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> um, so... Um, I lost my place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, before marriage, uh, this is something that um, really stuck out to Calvin. So I'll speak for him because I've been doing that the whole time anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, well, as you know, before we're married, do you know, do, and, and this comes to the realization that before I was his spouse, I was God's daughter. He was God's son. Hmm. That kind of changes the way we think, doesn't it? It really changes that because now all of a sudden I'm, I'm held a little bit more accountable for the way I treat him. Hmm. I better think about that really long and hard, hadn't I? Um, so anyway, um, so if, uh, if Jesus was in the room, would I treat them the same way? I hope to say I would, but I'm sure whenever it's really heated, probably not. But um, one of the things that we started talking about was Psalms 139, 13, and 14. It says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. God did make us complex. However, he also made us for each other. So a lot of times my strengths are his weaknesses and his strengths are my weaknesses. So, um, so that's something to think about as we think about God creating my spouse and that's his child um, before I even knew him. Um, one thing that we started doing was when we were in heated fellowship, then we would say things like before, we would say you, which is very defensive. Um, so we started, we changed that, and we learned that if we started saying I feel, then that's how I really feel. You can't, it's not defensive any longer. And that really changed the way that we maybe didn't get along or our different opinions and that type of thing. So um, now I feel that you didn't listen to me very well whenever you took out the trash. Changed instead of you didn't take out the trash and immediately that defense mechanism comes in. So 
do you want to add anything to that? No. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, the next one, um, this is our final point, is, um, and this was hard, and I'll speak to this a little bit as a parent. Um, it was very hard, especially with my background. My mom was not there a lot of times, and so I didn't want to replay that in my own children. So I really struggled with leaving my children. Um, I work a full-time job. I work 40 hours a week. Um, so by the time I travel and all that, we're looking at 60 hours away from the kids. They're already at a sitter five days a week um, and that type of thing. So um, the next point was really making marriage a priority and making time for your spouse. But as a parent, that was significant hard that was hard for me to do because I I already left my kids so many hours already and yet I need to do it again I need to leave them again with somebody else in order to make my marriage a priority that's hard how am I gonna do that especially you know you have young kids they don't see you very much and then you know I will say as they get older it does make it a little easier but it, it really does because they're, you know, now they love going to Aunt Christie's house. That's like the highlight, you know? So uh, Aunt Elizabeth, my favorite aunt. That's what Callie says. My favorite aunt. I was like, that's rude. Come on now. <laughs> uh, but she loves to go and visit her aunts and their, and their uncles. You know, all of them do. Um, so, so it does make it easier as they get older, but whenever they're young, it's really difficult. Um, but then I heard this, and, um, and it really changed my view, and it was, um, when you make time for your spouse, then you're teaching your children that your marriage is important, and that, that you value your marriage. And then the next thing is this, the next question is, do you want your children, when they get married, how do you want them to treat their spouse? If they make their marriage a priority because you did, then that's really where the value is. They realize that marriage is a value, um, that spending time with your spouse is a value, and, um, and, and that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach them along this path, and they can only be taught what they were taught. You know, so we are trying to break some of those um, some of those things that we brought into our marriage. Um, uh, for us, um, this is one thing that I I wasn't um, I haven't I was not taught. Um, um, whenever you start to cook, then you usually pull out a recipe because the first time you cook it, you don't know all the ingredients to put into it. So uh, you start out and you have. You know, let's just say you're making biscuits and gravy, and you're making biscuits. Well, you've got flour, and you've got whatever else. Some people use milk. Some people use buttermilk. Some people use other things. But So, you know, you pull out that recipe, and, and you're, you're using it. Well, I'm almost betting that the second time you use the recipe, it's not going to be the same as the original. You're going to add your own ingredients. You're going to add your own touches, your own... Your, whatever works for you, you know, so um, just these things that we've mentioned, uh, that I've mentioned, I guess I should probably say, um, is, is part of that recipe, you know. Um, the goal is for you to take the information or take 
the ingredients and make them your own. What works for us may not work for other people, um, but there's so much information available. There's so much resources. We didn't even know. This is what I always said. Leah, why did you keep that a secret? <laughs> All these secrets, and they weren't secrets. They were just resources that we didn't even know was available because I wasn't raised in a Christian household. So things like focus on the family, uh, marriage today. Um, there are so many podcasts and things now that you can get electronically and um, and that type of thing. But um, before marriage, I there were so many things that I didn't even know existed. Um, so many resources um, that really could have been a, such a benefit. Do you want to add anything? Have I missed anything? Okay. Um, with kids, um, each stage has really brought um, challenges and rewards. Um, each season is different, and it changes so quickly. You know, we think that we have it all figured out, and then we hit another stage, and then it changes all over again. So that makes it a little difficult, but we're willing to roll with it and keep it going. So. <laughs> That's probably true. We haven't hit teenagers yet. Oh, be praying for us, will you? We could really use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a, a welcome to teen men card this morning. So, you know, our kids moving up. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, the last thing I want to, I did not, I did not include this scripture um, and the last scripture that I want to go over is um, Philippians 2, 2 through 5. Um, and this is Paul talking to the church of Philippi. But I really felt that it kind of went right along with what we were talking about uh, with marriage and that type of thing. So um, I'll read it to you because I didn't give it to them. Uh, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better, of, as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And so with that, you know... That's that's kind of how I feel about marriage. Is we have to we have to keep working together. We have to keep working together, and we have to keep working at it. It's I wish it was something that we could do once and be done, but it doesn't work like that. You know, we have to keep working at it every single day um, because today I might fall off the wagon, and tomorrow I might have to pick myself up and get back on again. So um, it's not easy, and. Um, and all we can do is really trust in God and work with each other and be willing to do that. So, I think that's all I have. No, you, I'm going to ask you a question. And the question I want to ask you, if there was one thing that you could say to men who are married, that you found out that was maybe that missing ingredient with you and Mary Beth, that the Lord, you felt like God gave it to you and helped you, what would you say to the guys, Calvin? Because I really feel 
God moving through you and her in this. Go ahead and tell the guys who are married. Uh, it's it's work. You gotta invest in it all the time. Invest into it. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you with all honesty, over the history and the course of history. I knew that they were hurting years ago, and they were struggling going through some stuff. But I began to see the Holy Spirit begin to do a work in them and transform and make such a, a tremendous change. At one time, you looked as though you all were trying to grope around in darkness, trying to figure out each other and figure out everything. But the Lord has brought you into that center. Many times we always look at the devil attacking individuals, and he does. But I, I want to let every couple know today, the devil wants to destroy your home. And how's he going to destroy your home? Destroy your marriage. And, and there's so many distractions out in the world that will cause couples to separate or to look in other directions like you say going through the park uh, going in different directions to get to a place but the Lord wants us to go together husbands and wives want us to come together God wants us to be together and I believe I could just say it I don't even need a supernatural word from the Holy Ghost to say this I can say this in confidence, knowing in reality that there are couples here today that are on the brink. You're on the brink. You're drifting. Drifting away from God, but then you don't even realize you're drifting away from each other. And the Lord so made it so that you guys be up here today to share your heart and to, to step out of a comfort zone of Calvin is not one to want to speak, but he got up here, and he does talk on one-to-one -one basis and such, but he's, he, you know, but I will tell you that the Lord wants to move in your home and your family. Husbands and wives, the best thing you can do with your kids is to have a strong marriage, a strong love for each other. I mean, show affection to each other around the kids so much that they'll, they'll go, ooh, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, but you know what they do when they walk away after they say, ooh. They'll have that, for, that warm, fuzzy feeling in them of assurance of love, that mom and dad love each other. It's important. It's important. So I believe that the Lord's wanting... He is wanting to touch couples this morning. Everybody in the house, because let me tell you, all of us, we are supporters of the family, aren't we? And we're supporters of couples, married couples in this church. Uh, I mean, it's just, and so moms and dads have so many things to have to decide on and figure out. And raising children is hard work. It's hard. And honestly, to tell you the truth, since I was a, you know, when I was raising our, we were raising our children, the world is totally different than what it is today. And we need to be on guard as parents. You need to be on guard with each other and love one another. Don't take each other for granted. 
Know that God has brought you together. Those whom God have joined together, let no man put asunder. That includes you. That includes you not breaking it up. For the Lord has brought you together, the bond that you're together, one flesh before God's eyes. I love what you say about the three-stranded cord. It's you and you and God. The three-stranded cord's not easily broken. So this is what I, I want us to do. But is there anything else you want to say, Calvin, to the guys and to couples here that maybe you've experienced through yourself? He's, he's really filled with emotion right now. But, but you see the Lord will use you, whatever you say. Anything else that seems to come to your heart? The guys have to take the first step. The guys have to take the first step. Yeah. At the step of faith. Why do you think that's so, that a guy has to take the first step? Uh, God created man first. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Created him first, and that dads and husbands are supposed to be leaders, priests of the home. And so we've got to take the first step. You know, there's an old saying that says, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. It's the same way with your marriage. If you don't change, I talked to a lady, lady at the marketplace the other day. And she told me I'm so, because I said, how are you doing? Because I hadn't seen her. I really don't know her name. I just know her face. And I said, how are you doing? She doesn't come to church here, but she must have knew I was a minister. She said, I'm just not doing too well. And somehow she and I began to talk, and she was just so down, a senior citizen lady. And I told her, I said, listen, you're going to have to do things differently. She said, I feel like my prayers don't go anywhere. I said, well, maybe you need to go. You know in confidence God hears your prayers. But insanity is to just keep doing things the same pattern, expecting different results. It doesn't work that way. If your marriage is struggling, do something different. Do something godly, radical in your faith. Let prayer reign in your home. Let the word pray with each other. That was great about couples praying together. That's, that's real hard to do, especially if you've been fighting. Oh, it's hard to be godly after you've said some few choice words. But we submit to God. God has, those who God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Now, when I do that in a wedding ceremony, I really truly, that's the word of God. And so it is a covenant. And man and woman, you have a covenant. God's brought you together. And knowing a covenant, you have a history. You've already walked a distance. God has much more ground for you to gain. And this is why, that's good. Is there any, anything else you'd like to say about the guys or the husbands or wives, any of you all? One thing I want to mention is whenever he became the priest of the household, when he started leading uh, as a woman, one of, the, one of my primary needs as a woman is, to, is for security. So I knew he was committed you know, I knew that he was committed, and that was the security that I needed in order for me to change because I, I, I was afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid to let all my deep, dark stuff out. I, the ugly. I didn't want to let the ugly out. You know, and whenever he became, whenever he became the priest of the house, then, then that gave me the security to get it out so that I could move forward. I couldn't move forward before that. I, I was unable I wasn't able. Right, right. And I believe Calvin probably felt like he was in the way. That's why you couldn't move forward. But he took the lead like God wanted him to.
God use you. Is there anything the Lord, you know, God, the Lord, the Holy Spirit anoints Calvin with prophetic word with people. He does it behind the scenes. People don't know that. He, you know, he's spoken over people and said some things to people. And because I've heard reports from other people how that they've received something from him. Is there, is there anything, Calvin, the Lord might lay and place upon your heart? Be able to say to all of us here anything the Lord may lead you about. He was just wanting to, uh, he's wanting all the couples to come up and get prayed for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now this is why, and we're on, that is the Lord, because that's confirmation of what we want to do. Because I tell you what I want to do is this. I want you, there's a men and women, all the couples, if you would, married couples to present. We do that with me right now? Listen, I tell you what, this isn't some type of... Uh, gimmick here okay the, you won't get more sincere honesty than what you've got right here right now with these wonderful wonderful with this wonderful couple but this is what I felt led of God to do come on up let's find place around come up closer some of you move over move up so everybody can come up front the couples isn't this wonderful look at all the couples that are present here today just come on up farther and I got to tell you there's there's not a graduation of this marriage thing I think maybe heaven is and that's it because I tell you what it doesn't matter what stage you're in in your marriage how many years you've been together it, there are still the stages and the struggles in each stage of life even when you become a senior citizen did you know there's a high divorce rate among seniors after retirement takes place because they've drifted apart. They're not together anymore as couples. Isn't this, this is one, this, listen, this is a God moment. How many here believe with me this is a God moment God's brought us together today? Look at all of this. Praise the Lord for this. And I know some of you, your spouse isn't with you today. God bless you. You're important to everybody. And, and I want the people in the congregation to stand. I want you to stand up if you can. And I want you to be the backing of these couples. The support of these couples of praying for them. God will minister their home and family. Listen, I'm looking at destiny here this morning. Do you see the power of destiny you have with the children in your home? And the husband and wife? Destiny. Decisions. Great things God's going to do. How many here believe that the Lord can touch and heal? I'm not just a, the Bible talks about the gifts of healings in the plural sense. Well, what's that? Well, we know there's a healing physical, emotional, and relational. And God can heal your marriage. Don't let the devil win out. Don't let the devil deceive you. God's raising up a legend. He's raising you up as a couple. It's not too late. Now's the time. Draw the line and say, hey, it's going to change now. It's going to be different now because God's in the equation. I want a husband and wife, you will, to hold hands and be connected. Put arms around each other whichever way. But I want you to connect.